0: Welcome to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine.
1: This is John Hennigan, and we have our host, Frank Selby, owner-operator of his Her's fly fishing, world-renowned fly fishing angler, uh, outdoor sportsman, hunter, fisherman. And uh, he's my hero. You know, when he says he's going to do something, he says, yeah, I'm going to go catch a halibut on a fly ride. We're in Alaska. And I go, well, good luck with that. <laughs> well, you know what happened then. But uh, anyway, Frank, I don't mean to, uh, um, but I would like to pick on you a little bit if you don't mind. Go right ahead. All right. Well, I want to tell a quick story. Frank recently... Uh, started bow hunting, and he was out in the woods, and there was this hawk that was coming down and pestering the farm next door, attacking people and giving them a hard time. So he walks out, and he looks up and he sees this hawk uh, up in this tree, quite a ways up. So he pulls out his bow and arrow, you know, and shooting that with a bow and arrow is no easy trick, especially if you're a beginner. So he pulls it out. And bang, hits the ground. Well, he felt bad about it, but, you know, it needed to be done. Well, then he goes, he sees that there's a bunch of uh, baby eagles or baby hawks in the nest. So he goes, oh, shit. So Frank, being the sportsman that he is, two times a day, he'd climb that tree with a mouthful of worms and feed the chicks.
2: Is that a true story? No. Yeah. (laughs) What?
1: (laughs) No, that's not a true story. (laughs) sakes! If I can't eat it, I don't shoot it. When I was a kid, I shot a little sparrow with a Daisy BB gun. Yeah. Maynard made me clean that bird. They cooked it, and I had to eat it. He says, "If you, oh my gosh, it, yeah, you have to." Well, eat it. you know, it's true It's right, it.
2: Okay, you guys, settle down. We got a whole show to do here. This is Fish Hunt Talk Radio. We'll be back.
5: We have something new and exciting for all fishermen and fisherwomen
6: FFI Certified International Fly Fishing Instructor and Guide Service with Frank Selby. Listen to Frank as host of FishHuntTalkRadio.com or listen live Saturdays on Sirius XM Radio Channel 211. Custom flies are handmade to to your order in-house in Newport Beach. Fishing in Mexico, Belize, Florida, or the Rockies, Frank and the staff will deliver exactly what you need. Flies and gear. Google his and her fly fishing. Vagabundo's Dumboir Boat and Travel Club has 42
4: years experience
0: Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan.
1: This is John Hennigan,
0: and we have our
1: favorite host, Frank Shelby, who is the owner, operator, at his very fly shop, expert, internationally renowned fly angler, and good guy. But we also have another good guy, Brian Hatch, who started a company how long have you been around? It hasn't been that long, what, 5, 10 years,
7: right? No, nah, well, it's, the company's been around for uh, almost 30 years, and then uh, oh. I, got involved, I got involved with it uh, about 15 years ago.
1: Okay, well, it's A.O. Coolers, which is... Uh, uh, it A.O. is... Um, uh, American Outdoors. I'm sorry? American Outdoors Coolers. Yeah, American Outdoors. And I'll tell you what... I've seen some uh, prices on some of these new coolers, and it's like they really work. Man, they're expensive. (laughs) What I really like about yours, your products, and I'll just try and get it out there and let you talk, is my favorite one is your backpack. Uh, More than once, you know, i to Mexico, and I can put 20 pounds of frozen fillets in my backpack, take it on the airplane, and it's just uh, its like taking a purse. They don't bother you. And then, uh, uh, you know, you get whatever it is, you get home unpacked. Well, the next day, or the, of the day after, it's frozen rock-hard solid. And it's just amazing. Of course, it works good for warmer hot products, but it's so easy. It's such a no-brainer. And it's in a lot of capacity, so that's my favorite one. And I got to check you and send me another one. custom Me too. Me. But uh, oh, <laughs> Frank needs one also.
7: When when, uh, when 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 you get a little better at fishing, instead of taking the backpack, you take the thirty six pack, and that'll hold fifty pounds of uh, fish. But if you're <laughs> yeah. only bringing back, if John, if you can only catch twenty pounds, then you can stay with that backpack one. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. yeah well, that's yeah, so easy to carry and everything. Why don't you tell us all the different ones you've got?
7: <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, so we have a we have a bunch of different sizes. The uh, uh the backpack one is our is our 18 quart cooler. Um the the one that a lot of people bring down to uh to Mexico, uh the 36 packs, and those 36 packs will hold uh 50 pounds of of fish. That's so perfect. What,
1: that's, that's the right that's the right weight for the
0: luggage.
7: Yeah, and so what people do is you can fold one of those up and put it inside the other one, and then you're just carrying one bag down there, and then you can bring back a uh, hundred pounds of uh, of fish. Yeah. So yeah. that works real that works real well for uh, you know saving money and uh, and uh, and saving space uh, with stuff yeah. too. So well, that's the main thing about them. The other
1: thing is that when you put them on a boat, you know, hard sighted coolers. They slide around, you trip over, and those soft-sided bags that you have, um, they're just so easy and convenient. um, It's uh, it's just amazing how you get that type of insulation out of a soft-sided cooler. Maybe you can tell us about it.
7: Yeah. Well, what we uh, we've been doing it for years, and and we uh, manufacture the uh, the insulation uh, ourselves. So it's a uh, it's a formula that we've come up with, uh, special insulation that we use in our coolers and stuff, and uh, just the design of our coolers. You know how they clip down and everything. It gets the air out of the cooler. The less air you have in the cooler, uh, the longer the ice is going to last. Um, and just using quality material, <clears throat> we use all YKK zippers, um, so the uh, the coolness doesn't leak out of the zippers or anything. Uh, and like I said, we've been successful for, for years and years, and they're at a reasonable price. You know, you can pick up our 36-pack cooler for uh, just $100, and the other coolers out there that size and even smaller are, are going for $300. So we, we've tried to keep yeah. our price reasonable, so, you know, everyone can purchase them and every everything. And we're the only cooler company that offers a lifetime warranty on the liner and zippers. So if you get any problems with anything, you're able to send it back to us. But there's no other soft side cooler company that uh, that offers that. So that's what we like to offer to our customers. Um, well, well, and John, we, we, I'd like to announce to you, and, and I think you might know him. Are, do you, are you familiar with Ben Seacrest? No, I know, yeah. So Ben Seacrest works with uh, Accurate Reels and stuff, and, yeah. and we've teamed up with Accurate Reels um, and are doing oh. some promotions uh, next week. Well, they're them. another American-made company and high quality. Yep, they're right down the road from us, and, and we've teamed up with our fish kill bags with them. And on our website uh, next week, we're going to be giving away Accurate Reels and uh, fish kill bags, and uh, they're going to be doing the same thing on, on their website. So Now, the fish kill bags... That's that's the one you take on the boat. Yeah, that's the one that goes on the boat. That's the four. We have a four foot and a six foot. So if you're on the boat that doesn't have a you know a a, a big place to put the fish or anything, uh, you take this bag with you and you uh, put the uh, fish in there with the ice and it keeps it fresh until you get back home.
1: Well, I don't want to get involved in the story, but I remember when you start going down to Cabo, you catch a fish, and they throw it in a canvas. Thing over the back of the boat. You go back in, you throw it up on the hot concrete dock, then they fly it, you get it back to you. And man, by the time you put it in the refrigerator, by the time it's cooled off, it's already gone off.
7: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's yeah, so these, these are becoming ice very ice popular, and
7: and uh, and we came out with a nice design showing uh, the tuna on there and stuff. So they've been popular. So Acura saw them and, and wanted to team up with us, and, and we thought it was a good fit. So we're going to be yeah. doing some collaboration on some coolers and some other stuff with them. Yeah. They're they're basically they're literally five miles away from us, so it was a kind uh, of oh. no brainer to uh, get more into the fishing well, you market. You know if you if
1: you cool that fish off, uh, and they're warm after you're fighting. Mm-hmm. You, it, you know, just uh, you know, bleed it, throw it in a bag, and uh, makes all the difference in the world on um, the taste, flavor, and texture. And yeah. sound well, I got a couple really quick questions. You've got uh, you guys put out a couple of new things this year, correct? Yes. Sir. Yep. Well, how about telling us a little bit about them?
7: Okay. Well, one of the ones we, we, uh, we did for the marine industry is we came out with an inflatable uh, bumper. And so the, uh, everyone's had the, the regular uh, molded plastic bumpers. We came out with uh, inflatable ones um, that are half the weight, and then when you're not using them, um, they fold up and, uh, and get out of the way. Um, and what we also did with them is they come with a neoprene sleeve, uh, and it comes with a rope. Um, and so, they work real well. Um, they come in uh, two different sizes, um, but we found that using them on your boat and stuff uh, is uh, is real convenient, and, and the lightness of them are, work real well. Um. And then well, the, a uh, couple sorry. of the, uh, the the other quiet. stuff uh, that we have, um, we have the fish kill bags, but one of the neat. One's product that we came out—that's kind of—it is new—is—is is the fillet bag. Um, now it's uh, everyone's used uh, the plastic bag, and you and you put the fish in there and and seal it up. We use a mylar bag, which is a lot stronger. It's gusseted on the bottom, on the back of it. It tells uh, the species, uh, the date oh. uh, when you caught it, and where you caught it. Um, and so it's just a, a nicer, uh, well, I've, stronger bag. Preserve your I
1: fish. I got a commercial vacuum machine, and we use mylar. But how do you seal yours? They're not. It's not that easy to seal.
7: No, you, well, ours you can seal either way. You can. There's a, there's a zip on the top where. It's real easy. if You can You can do two things. You can put water in there and zip it, or you can dunk it in water, and that gets all, get all the air out and zip it. Or you can just cut it, and then you can seal it like people use their freezer bags and seal it that way. Mm. That's, way that's,
2: that's pretty cool. Guys, I guess we're going to have to leave it there. That uh, We ran out of time for that segment. The best thing to do is go to AOCoolers.com. That's AOCoolers.com. Get some shopping done. Get some Christmas shopping done, for that matter. And Brian Hatch, thank you so much for being on Fish Hunt Talk Radio. We'll be right back.
6: Her Fly Fishing offers FFI certified international fly fishing instructor and guide service with Frank Selby. Listen to Frank as host of fishhunttalkradio.com or listen live Saturdays on Sirius XM Radio Channel 211. Custom flies are handmade to, to your order in house in Newport Beach. Fishing in Mexico, Belize, Florida, or the Rockies, Frank and the staff will deliver
3: exactly what you need. Flies and gear. Google his and her fly fishing. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure.
0: Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan.
1: This is John Hennigan, and we have our host, the owner-operator of his and for fly shop. He's a guide, and he's uh, and he's, he's he's been there, done that. And if you're interested in anything, any type of flies, wherever you go in the world, he knows what to do and knows how to tie it. So get in touch with his and her fly shop. And, Frank, um, why don't you introduce your guest, and let's get going. I'm going to let him introduce himself and tell us where he's at, his website, how to get in touch with him. I was going to come up this year, but it was I'm still a little locked down in my house. So how about giving out your website and where you hunt and fish?
8: You got it. Well, thanks a lot, guys. I really appreciate having me back on the show. Um, We are located in Paso Robles, California. My name is Chad Wiebe. I'm the owner of Oakstone Outfitters. We're a fully licensed outfitting service out of the central coast of California. We also run a uh, meat processing facility and a taxidermy studio as well, all off of the same property. Our website is oakstoneoutfitters.com, and we always be reached on there. Um, or by calling our main office.
1: Well, Frank told me not to talk so much, but I have to interrupt. I live about a hundred miles away from you, and uh, yes, sir. You know that's and you, it seems to me, you do pig hunting
8: too, don't you? We do, and I'd say that's probably eighty percent of the hunts that we run. We run pig hunts year round uh, here in California, and the, the best thing about it is that the weather here is uh, you know suitable most times of the year. We get about fifteen inches of rain a year on average, so it's um, there's huntable days. We probably have the most huntable days uh, as, as any state. So.
1: Well, we were a on a a couple months in. ago, and that's what really got me interested in hunting wild pigs. You know, there are 2 million wild pigs in the United States, and especially after you are with the vineyards, they're very disruptive. And, you know, they uh, need I believe it. Yeah, out. they are. Uh, one quick question. Do you have any property you
8: can hunt on the Adelaide? We do. Yep. My family actually homesteaded in the Adelaide area um, in the mid-1800s. So that's where my roots come from. Um, I'm fifth generation on the Central Coast. So that's, uh, that area is very near and dear uh, to myself and my guides. Yeah, my
1: first pig was taken up there just past the uh, the uh, little, uh, fire station there. Out there, uh, if you went to the right, you went on around to the back side of Bassamino Lake. Yeah. Uh, on, uh, oh, what was it, the property? Uh, <clears throat> Murphy Buick property. I used to hunt on there. Okay. Yeah. So you get the hy- hybrid, a uh, half Russian boar, half uh, domestic boar now, right?
8: Yeah, you know, pigs were brought into California in the fifties into the Carmel area. Then from there, they kind of worked their way down the Coast Ridge towards the Hearst Castle, and then uh, and then from there, I think you know, like I could say, kind of uh, interbred with feral hogs and kind of moving east. And now, the best pig hunting is found east or a little northeast out of Paso Robles, King City, where there's a lot of dry land, open, rolling barley fields. Um, and it seems like that that west side of Paso area, the Adelaide area is a little thicker, um, a lot of vegetation. But uh, the pigs have really thrived and done well on the northeast side of of, uh, of the area.
1: Well, can you give us a quick idea about um, a, a guided hunt, or you know what is it? somebody can expect from you if they want to hunt with you?
8: Yes, sir. A typical itinerary for a a guided and say what we do most of the guided pig hunts is um, hunters will arrive at noon on day one, sight in rifles, hunt that evening, uh, come back to the lodge for a, a, a nice barbecue, Santa Maria style barbecue dinner at the lodge, um, get up before daylight the next day, hunt the next morning till about midday, take a break, and then um, we conclude the hunt by noon on day three. Um, pigs in general like to move in the first half hour, last half hour of daylight. They're very nocturnal. Um we can find them midday, but we kinda of focus most of our attention like with a lot of big game hunting on that uh on that first light of morning, last light in the evening uh scenario. So be, now we also run you
1: do like with a, a three day three nights? Uh yes,
8: sir. Yeah, it, it's a two night, three day stay. Mm-hmm.
1: What about if, what if you want to do some fishing?
8: Uh, we have bass fishing on the ranches as well. And then also, if people want to you know, roll in a, uh, a coastal fishing trip out of Morro Bay, there's some great um, fishing boat charters that run oh, yeah. out of uh, Port San Luis and out of yeah. uh, the Morro Bay Harbor as well. Yeah.
1: Oh, uh, there's a couple more questions. What's the best time to come up to go pig hunting with you? Your slow time, that's when you really –
8: you you always do excellent but that's when you get a little extra help yep yeah our our slower time of season typically is right now but i'd say right now with everybody just trying to get away from uh, away from the city and trying to get out into the into into the hills and uh, and experience things a little bit more firsthand and um, it seems like right now we're as busy as ever, but our busiest season Elizabeth, and probably the best time to come hunting for pigs is from May to August. Now, I, that does turn some people off because of the heat we get on the Central Coast, but that's Elizabeth, when we see our largest numbers of pigs, and that's when they're the fattest. So,
1: Elizabeth, I hate to bother you. Can I get a cigarette? Uh, yeah. well, one more simple question. I'm on the radio. This is smoke. Uh, how? Uh, smoke. How long uh, do uh, it take to uh, butcher your wild boar and package it for us to take back down south?
8: Well, given enough time on the hunt, we can uh, package, vacuum seal the meat prior to uh, the hunters departing. Most of the time by the end of the hunt, the meat will then be processed and packaged within three to seven days depending on our um, backlog or our workload at that time. Obviously, in our heavier seasons, like in the summer or, um, you know, our deer season here in California starts in the beginning of August. So when that kind of hits, we kind of backs us up a little bit into that seven-day period. But um, everything that we do is vacuum-sealed. We make uh, four fresh flavors of sausage. We do a jalapeno cheddar, a Swiss sausage, an Italian, and a uh, bulk country breakfast sausage. Great.
1: Have to add a little fat with most of them pigs up there. It's on the barley fields, don't you? Know,
8: you sure? Well, I, 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 with you know, when the, remember, the barley, don't have to add too much fat. But you get this time of year, they start to get a little leaner, and then we will add some domestic pork fat, which really but, helps bind I'm that sausage together you, when you make you it and when you cook it. I've never, I've
1: never had, um, you know, wild pork. Can you describe the difference between that and what you get in the grocery store?
8: Well, like I like to tell people that the, the flavor is extremely similar. Um, there's just a little, you know, I'd say it's a little bit more taste to it. So uh, I think that flavor you get out of domestic pork is real mild. Uh, it's going to taste the same. It's just going to be, I think, a little, uh, people, I think, I, I hear people refer to it as gamey, but I don't want to call it gamey. It just has a bit more flavor to it. Yeah.
1: Well, no, it's good. I, I, when, usually it the is. ones I got up there were really light pink instead of uh, dark. Uh, I never thought they tasted gamey. I thought they had a special flavor that tasted much better in store-bought pork.
8: Well, I think so, and I think a lot of that obviously has to do with what they're eating. Um, You know, anything that, you know, obviously when they're eating in the hills, they're getting anywhere from, you know, probably 20 to 50 different plant species in their diet each day versus when you're getting them from a feedlot, they're only getting about two or three, so. Yeah.
1: John, you have one more question to ask, a short one? I'm not allowed to. Uh, no i'm, yeah, you I'm are. Pri- i want to go pig yeah. hunting and what what is the price for a three day hunt about depending
8: yep the the price for a typical hunt would be and it includes lodging on the ranch is fourteen hundred per hunter, and that's for the total stay
1: So that's meals and guiding and everything yes sir and what about what about
8: rifles do you bring your own now uh, you can bring your own, or we do offer a rifle rental as well.
1: Uh, so idea. I got to one quick question they asked you, and I want you to retell everybody where you're at. Can I take my Magnum pistol and hunt up there? I don't know in the state of California if you can do that anymore.
8: You, you you can still do that. You just better be a good shot. We can get pretty close for pistols, but it does work well. We're located in Paso Robles, California, um, just in and around the Paso Robles area. We also hunt out of Hollister, California as well, and that's about two hours South of the Bay Area. Yeah. Well,
1: down there, I hunted the wild boar with a bow and arrow, a black hawk bow, and my first uh, wild boar was field uh, caped field capped at two hundred and fifty pounds, and I had to take it into Paso Robles. And there Whoa. used to be a little shop there that did wild game. Yeah, another quick question. What's the average size of a of a dressed pig that you're going to take?
8: The average size is going to be Every about day. 160 to 180 pounds. And that's uh, dressed and
1: cut, and all the prime, prime cuts are, are wrapped individually?
8: Uh, yeah, well, when uh, once they process it, you're looking at about 50% yield from the carcass weight. So yeah. I'd say generally most people are going to take home about – 50 to 60 pounds of meat. Wow. That's a freezer full. Yeah. Yes, sir.
2: Hey, guys, we're just about about done in this segment. Uh, Chad, could you go ahead and give out your website and contact information again, please? Yep, you can get a
8: hold of us at oakstoneoutfitters.com. Phone number at the office to book is 805-622-9485.
2: Okay, that's oakstoneoutfitters.com if you're in the mood to do some hunting in the Paso Robles, California area. Hopefully you're in the mood to hear a little bit more fish hunt talk radio. We'll be right back.
0: I'm a little
6: EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. A full service fly shop. His and her fly fishing offers FFI certified international fly fishing instructor and guide service with Frank Selby. Listen to Frank as host of fishhunttalkradio.com or listen live Saturdays on Sirius XM Radio Channel 211. Custom flies are handmade to, to your order in house in Newport Beach. Fishing in Mexico, Belize, Florida or the Rockies, Frank and the staff will deliver exactly what you need flies and gear google his and her fly fishing
0: Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Henneken.
1: This is John Henneken, and we have our host, world renowned Frank Selby, and his and guest to going to introduce for us today. Great show today, well, hasn't it been, Frank? Yeah. And, uh, I want to introduce you Walk. We've been a little bit about quite uh, a while. Winter, winter Fishing in Montana. White Horse, Montana. Hey Rob, how about giving out your website, your phone number, how to get in touch with you, and tell them exactly what you do all year round, and what are we going to have started next week?
9: Okay, sounds good, Frank. Um, Thanks for having me. Um, So, uh, my name's Rob Weicher. I'm the owner, the uh, outfitter, and main guide for Montana Fishing Guides. Um, you can find me online at Montana Fishing dot com, uh, Facebook and Instagram, same thing Montana Fishing Guide. And you can also call me on my uh, phone number at area code four o six two three three nine zero zero one. So I'm a fishing outfitter in Montana, and this time of year, uh, the river fishing slows down a little bit, so we have uh, lots of hard water, frozen lakes, Um, so ice fishing is very popular this time of year, and uh, super fun, fun way to spend a half day on the lake, catching fish through the ice, Um, and then in the spring, summer, and fall, we're on the rivers doing fly fishing trips. Yeah, there's about five
1: lakes you uh, fish uh, hard water ice. I call it ice fishing. Yeah. Could you tell us a couple of them that you do uh,
9: besides flathead? Yep. So um, Whitefish Lake and Flathead Lake are um, two good lakes for lake trout. Um, The hang up with those two lakes is they don't always freeze, um, so that doesn't happen every year um, or freeze enough to have safe ice so, uh, you know, we're not always on those lakes, but when they're frozen, it's good for lake trout. Um, let's see, there's a little lake, Blanchard Lake, right right outside of Whitefish that's good for crappie and perch. Um, Smith Lake, outside of Kalispell, is really good for pike. Um, there's another little tiny mountain lake that has really good grayling and uh, some bigger cutthroat in it. And then I have private access to a few other lakes up north of whitefish that are really good for um, perch and uh, pike as well.
1: And average for two ice fishing, about what would that run? Like if we came up on a Friday and wanted to fish Saturday, Sunday, and Monday and then take off?
9: Yeah, so um, my ice fishing trips are really affordable. Um, I typically recommend a half day trip, um, but for the hardcore ice angler, a full day trip works good. Um, half day trips are two seventy five for two anglers, and then fifty dollars a head um, outside of that. And uh, there's no limit on group size. And then um, full day ice fishing trips are three seventy five for. Um, a full day and a hundred dollars a head for each person over two. Um, all the equipment is provided, the rods, the jigs, and whatever bait we may use, and um, I use electronics too, so the electronics are included. Um, you just need a a fishing license and a warm some warm clothing, and you're
1: good to go. Well, I'm curious about accommodations. Um, you know a, a five gallon bucket turned upside down. And you're sitting there with your line of the hole in the ice doesn't sound that
9: appealing. But, uh, yeah,
1: what what are the accommodations like?
9: Um, so you know, I definitely have ice houses that that we use. Um, but kind of the thing with ice fishing is if you know, if you're not on fish and you're not catching them, you kind of need to move. Oh, yeah, you know, like a good thing is big moves. Fine fish, and then little moves keep you on them, catching them. Um, so if you're in an ice house, it's really hard to get out of it once you get in it. So, yeah, because
1: it's warm? You know,
9: yeah, because it's warm and comfortable. Um, yeah. So, you know, unless it's really, really bad weather, um, we try not to get in the ice house too much unless we have to. Um, so, you know, we're always moving. Trying to find fish or stay on them, um, so sometimes we're in the ice house when it's when it's really bad with the heater, and when it's actually pretty nice out, you know, being in the ice house isn't is it's a little bit nicer to be out. Too. We're talking
1: to people all over the world.
9: The views are really awesome with the mountains surrounding the lake, and uh, it's it's actually pretty fun.
1: Yeah, you know, my idea of ice fishing goes back to the 50s, and I froze
7: half to death.
1: But, uh, you know, yeah. next year, I think I'm going to come up and fish with you a couple of days. Yeah, you know,
9: and, ice fishing is actually really techie. A lot of people think that it's, you know, just sitting on a frozen lake on a bucket, looking down a hole, hoping something eats your stuff. but you know, it's, it's, it's pretty technical, um, little tiny jigs or fake, um, with the use of the electronics where you can see what's going on, it can be way more productive. And then you get real time feedback to what the fish are doing when you jig or you're dead sticking or whatever you're doing. It's, it's, it's really technical and it's, it's pretty fun. It's, 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 it's I like ice catching much better than ice fishing. Hmm. Um, so yeah. We try to be really productive. Um,
1: uh, I, I'm sorry. I got a question. Um, mm-hmm. I've never been ice fishing. And okay. what is different about the gear that you use for ice fishing that you would when the water's not frozen? Can you give us an idea, you know, what, uh, what kind of bait or lures or, you know, and... I guess with these augers, you can drill a bunch of holes in you know, a pretty close area but what what do you use for gear
9: yeah so the so the big thing the rods they're quite a bit shorter um and the reason they're shorter is typically you know like a long six six and a half or you know seven foot rod you're so far away from the hole, and those rods are pretty stout. ice fishing rods are shorter. They're way more sensitive. Um, you know, sometimes when you get eats, you can feel it, but a lot of times the eats are so soft that you can't feel them, and all you see is, like, the tip of your rod pulled over. So sometimes it's a, a visual take. Um, the rods have a lot of bend to them, so you can keep good tension on them. Um, so
1: that's so right. They're, kind of, they're kind of small and
9: lightweight. Yeah, they're smaller, lighter. Um, they're like fiberglass. If, if folks are familiar with fishing with glass, um, there's a lot of bend and give to them. And
1: do you, do you, use, do you use bait or lures?
9: Both. A little bit of both. Um, I use little like three or four millimeter jig uh, tungsten jigs. and then you use super small plastic or you know, sometimes we tip our plastics with maggots for a little bit of scent in the water, oh, uh, interesting. mealworms. Um, yeah, so small plastics are very effective. Um, sometimes I use flies, depending on what I'm fishing for. Um, Kokanee salmon really kind of hone in on midges um, or chronomids, um in certain scenarios. Um, so smaller jigs. You know, if we're fishing for pike, definitely, you know, bigger half-ounce half pigs mm-hmm. with some...
1: Yeah, but the ice, when the ice is there, it doesn't mean the fish are gone. They're still living Correct. and doing what they do.
9: Oh, yeah. I mean, they still have to eat. Um, so, you know, they're on the move. And then here pretty soon, the perch are kind of pre-spawn. So a lot of the perch we catch are full of eggs, um, and they're really fat. Um. Yeah, fisher. I mean, they they have to eat or they'll they'll die. So you know, it just you just switch up your tactics in the winter time. Um, electronics are the biggest help because you can actually see what's going on below the ice. You're not guessing. Um oh. and You're not wasting time fishing where there are no fish. Um. So the the electronics are a big key.
1: And that's that's something you just. That, that's above the ice that you just look down?
9: Yeah. Do you and drop it through? Yeah, you drop it through, and then it, it shoots straight down. And it's kind of like a sonar. It gives you real-time feedback as to what's going on. So you can see your jig in real-time. You can see, you know, the movements that you're doing. And then the cone from the electronics, you know, picks up whatever fish are in the area. And you can see those fish come in on your jig, how they respond to it, um, if, you know if they're interested or if they're not, and then you can adjust.
1: So if, if, we, if you don't see any fish, it's time to move.
9: Yeah, yeah. If there's no fish there, stop stop fishing that spot. Do a big, you know, twenty, thirty foot move. Um, drill a hole. Uh, you know, set down your electronic fish for a couple minutes, see what happens or, you know, however it's going. And if you're not finding fish, you just got to keep moving, you know, no sense fishing where the fish aren't.
2: Just got to keep moving. Hey, Rob, could you go ahead and give out your contact information again real quick? We're just about out of time for this segment.
9: Yeah, sounds good. Um, You can get a hold of me on my cell phone at area code four zero six two nine one. Three nine one six, or you can uh, get my website at com. Simple
2: enough, montanafishingguides.com. That was Rob Weicker, and you are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Eat, sleep, drink, and go fishing. One more
3: time, eat, sleep, drink, and go fishing.
5: Holiday season will receive a free Unreal Fish sales shirt or hat of their choice. Go to a Website at unrealfishtails.com to join. It's unreal.
4: Fish have tails. Do you have an unreal fishtail to share? Unreal Fishtails wants to post it. Go to unrealfishtails.com. Real is spelled with a double E. Join the club and win big money with your short videos. No matter what you win with half price on all quality reels and rods. Plus huge discounts and accessories. Perfect gift for anglers. Check out the website now at unrealfishtails.com.
6: A full service fly shop. His and her fly fishing offers FFI certified international fly fishing instructor and guide service with frank selby listen to frank as host of hunt talk radio.com or listen live saturdays on sirius xm radio channel 211 custom flies are handmade to, to your order in house in newport beach fishing in mexico belize florida or the rockies frank and the staff will deliver exactly what you need
3: flies and gear google his and her fly fishing it's time for you to take a real fun adventure join a hosted fishing adventure to alaska
0: Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Henneken. This is John Hennigan, and we
1: also have world-renowned fly fishing angler uh, who does pretty much everything. He's not, you know, he's not a purist. Um, he just goes out to catch fish, and just so happens, fly fishing is one of the most uh, productive ways to fish. And uh, Frank's been there, done that. So, Frank, uh, you know, we we were talking about coming up this year because we do hosted trips. And if you don't want a hosted trip, then we can set you up with your own trip. But if you want it, if you have a fishing buddy, bring him. If you don't have a fishing buddy, we'll set you up with one or two. There you you go. That's good. And, uh, you know, what we talked about today, uh, first of all, I've never, hunted wild pigs. I'd like to do that. And what's great is uh where he's at the location and how easy it is to get there and he's got full accommodations. And you yeah. show up and you can probably even sneak in a I mean, um, um Bad fish. At, yeah, out I mean there's some great fishing within an hour of where he of where he is in the in the ocean. So you could do it. you could do two in one. Is the pigs uh, a lot early in the morning or late in the evening? Yeah. And the rest of the day you can go fishing. And then I want to go another trip to uh, probably Ketchikan because it's great fishing and it's very reasonably priced. And the other dream would be to, to go to Brazil and fish the Amazon. And we've talked to some people down there, and it sounds exotic, but it's not all that expensive. So, uh, you know, for a dreamer, the trip of a lifetime can be yours, real easy. Yeah, well, um, in the next month, we'll be able to know a little bit more what's going on and we can give people some dates of what we're thinking about and see how many right. people out there want to go. <laughs> well, what we really need you know, is we've got a lot of people listening and we need get some feedback on what they want to do. Yeah. Well, we'd appreciate it if you'd uh, you know just send me an email, and you can just send it to john at fishtalkradio.com. It's an easy one to remember. It's three words, radio. john at fishtalkradio.com. And so, you know, I've been thinking about some of these things. I like your ideas, but how about this idea? And we'll, we'll take care of you. And That's obviously, because of what we do, we're able to offer these trips at a substantial discount from what you would do if you just called them up and booked.
2: Yeah. What was that email again there, John?
1: It's uh, john at three words, com.
2: So they can just kind of write to you and say, hey, why don't we take a trip here or take a trip there, whatever.
1: Yeah, and say, so I like the idea. You know, give me the details Good Or, you know, I like the idea, but how about if we do this instead?
2: Okay Simple enough Yeah Where would you like to go, Frank? What's your first choice?
1: I want to go to the tip of Africa There's only one fish I haven't caught And I will make it there before I die
2: What fish is that?
1: I'm not saying. <laughs> okay, okay. But they weigh about 200
2: Uh-oh.
1: pounds. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. They them in the surf.
2: we got to wrap it up, guys. We want to say thank you so much to our listeners uh, around the country, around the world, all the military bases. We definitely appreciate you folks being there, and we're going to come back next week. We've got more guests lined up, and uh, thank you for checking in with Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com and uh, check out this show, all the previous shows, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.